I think it might be time to get the irregulars involved. I mean, we could ask uh, my brother first. That's what I was going to suggest. I think I think he's going to be more sympathetic and we'll understand. A pair of Justicars have in manacle a grey fur tabaxi <gasps> with a patch of white on his face, which Potentia would recognise as swift rain. And looking very confused and very concerned is Ren standing nearby with a pile of books as he looks at his supervisor being led away by a pair of Justicars. And now we continue. So putting those pieces together in his head, I'm sure, would has Harold seen enough of the actual tabaxi to know that Swift Rain is not not the tabaxi? Harold, you're probably unclear because Swift Rain and Dust of Chalk both are grey fur tabaxi. Mm. Swift Rain has a patch of white on his face that you never saw the tabaxi's face because right. the tabaxi okay. was always wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. That's kind of what I was wondering, yeah. Ben, um, do I remember... I, I, I potentially would remember, but I, Kate, do not remember what academic field Swift Rain was specifically in. Swift Rain is Ren's supervisor and you haven't met Swift yes. Rain, but Ren is a special... He's doing his specialization in teleportation magic yes what i more mean is that i would know because i would have talked to ren at some point that's that's kind of why i'm I'm like i would have that information yeah you would know that swift rain is someone who specializes in teleportation magic and is often away from campus on trips and is an academic of the university and is an academic of the university yes great um i'm going to very swiftly say to bonan that's a professor being dragged away and i'm going to go like essentially move towards the Justicar with an intent when I get close enough to ask a question, but I mm. doubt I'll get there fast. Bonin's probably like right there with you. Yeah. Excuse me, what is what is happening here? Are you the the like the head librarian here? Yes, that is me. Why are you taking the teleportation professor out of the library? This individual is being arrested in relation to the attacks on the city that took place. You can't arrest someone without evidence that they've done anything. You can take them in for questioning, but you sure as Harold is just arrest like, them. Potentially, just no. Hold on a second. You don't know what evidence they have or not. Why? Why are you suspicious of this fellow apart from their appearance? We have evidence to suggest that besides. The other tabaxi named in the case, this tabaxi fits the description, and we have reason to believe that someone with teleportation ability 
is a suspect. We all have other, other evidence, but I don't think we should be telling you that. Now, if you excuse us... Well, as someone who was actually a victim of that attack, I, I do disagree slightly, but surely, you know, you have some circumstantial evidence, and I, I understand why you may want to question this individual, but... The other Justica I'm very curious. is going to tap the one who's talking to you on the shoulder and show him, like, a notepad. Ah, I see. You would be the, the Wentworth fellow, and I guessing you would be Potentia and he looks around and then Meredith. If the three of you want to come with us to the precinct, you can but... I just don't understand why you're taking away firstly, someone who clearly was not involved and secondly my friend, and I'm just going to indicate a question my friend's um, PhD supervisor. Ren looks like he's about to like collapse he's like shaking. Yeah Meredith has kind of gone over to Ren and is like you know, trying to lend support. And secondarily, if you're looking just to question them and get information out of them, I strongly dis- I, str- I have strong opinions about the fact that you have marched into a library, a place of learning and education, to arrest somebody. Your words, not mine. She's absolutely livid at this point. This, this does not seem just in any way, straight or form. No. If they are innocent, they will be released. They are just being brought in for questioning. However- That's not what you said. That's not what you said. We are arresting them because the individual responsible for the attack on not just your persons, but other people, people, someone responsible for the deaths of numerous people is a dangerous individual who is known to possess teleportation magic. Therefore, we have taken precautions and surprised Swift Rain here so that they would not have a chance to escape if they are guilty, if they are You've innocent. You've marched onto campus and traumatised oh, well students. Oh, makes it all okay then. What? If you have problems, you can take it up with our supervisors. And they put hands on Swift Rain to, to move him out of the building. Meredith is going to turn to Ren and, um, and just like try and get him to sit down. Bonin is uh, trying to get the students who have come around to like watch this thing to like go back, you know, stop crowding. Potentia's glaring after these people. She knows she 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 physically can't do anything. It's like, but she's murdering people with her eyes. <laughs> so much, so much mental murder. Swift Rain is is being led away and is like carrying himself stoically. He's not saying anything. He's just looking like straight ahead. Uh, as the group dissipates and, and spreads her out, you see Boning like looking a little exasperated by the situation. He is like breathing heavily. Like I, I am sorry. This I, I need to speak to someone in and in the university immediately about the situation. Uh, I mean Bonin. I mean none of us think it's could actually be Swift Rain. I mean why would, why would someone with the goals of our, you know, tabaxi friend, uh, work at a university. It just makes no sense. Especially given what we know about their wish to suppress information. Yes, I I, I have not had much interaction with, with Swift Rain, but I I know what you've seen, and they, they should not have done this here at the university. They should have, if they, if they were going to take this, take Swift Rain in for questioning, they should have approached him at his home or something else this is a library is a, a sacred place i mean i i suppose i somewhat understand like uh, 
obviously the person they're looking for is an extremely dangerous individual who, let's not forget, did slip away already once. But their evidence is extremely flimsy at this point. Meredith, Ren, you've got mm-hmm. Ren to sit down. Yeah, and she's like rubbing his back a little bit, trying to calm him down. He's like staring after his supervisor. They, they, they can't take him away, can they? I mean, I mean, if he, what, he's, he's a good person. He's not. He couldn't do those the things that he that they're saying he did. We know. We know. We're going to try and do something about it. We're going to try and help him. Ren, presumably, you know, he has an alibi, so hopefully this is sorted out in short order. I don't condone what they've done, but I I suppose there are... It's not every day there are mass casualties in a city like Furamastus, and I suppose... It it has to be a mistake. This is all just a mistake. For better or worse, they're... They need to be seen to be doing something, at least. They'll find they'll find him being innocent. I don't like it, but I suppose it is what it is right now. We just have to try and help as much as we can. Being seen to be doing something and arresting someone with absolutely no evidence that it has anything to do with them, just purely based on what they look like, is ridiculous. Harold, I think we might need to go and talk to your brother now. And she kind of looks at him significantly and like her eyes kind of go over to Potentia's bag significantly yes well I suppose we were on our way there anyway this just provides more reason for haste I suppose so are you going to be following these Jasta cars out of the university or are you making a pit stop um, um, I would like not to be seen to be following them mm-hmm. yeah is your intent to go straight to your brother or is your intent to allow for a pit stop such that if this thing is being tracked in my bag it can be not tracked to us or even if we get end up in any scuffle that it not be lost or broken or taken yes I mean I suppose the only way I know of to track a specific item one needs to have intimate knowledge of that item already which anyone who knows the golem would be well that's the thing the only people I know who have intimate knowledge of, of it are the Obviously, the people we're trying to avoid. Um, I don't think the city has ever seen the golem. Obviously, the those you you know those what do they call it? Chemistry. A little out of date, I suppose. Um, they've seen it, I suppose. Potential would probably know that someone could be provided a description of an object, and a, you could scry with that, but it would be much, much more difficult. Mm. If you are going to go straight to find the Irregulars and find your brother, then I... Can you tell me where you're going? I will do a pit stop to pick up this container that may assist us, and I will meet you there, but I will only be a couple of minutes behind you. I'm happy to go straight there. Yes, well, I suppose we shall have to wait a second or two just to make sure we're not tailgating the the Justicars. Well, do you want to head back to my... If you want to head back to my building and just wait downstairs, I'll run up and see if this thing is possible. Um, yeah. It's not somewhere where I think all of us should be seen. So. That makes sense. Let's do that. Okay. Will that buy us enough time, Harold, to have enough of a delay that you're happy to continue on to speak to your brother? 
Well, yes, I imagine so. And luckily, the irregulars don't really operate out of the regular constabulary, so we won't be following them per se. We'll be heading in our own direction, so... Okay, just just give me a moment. Um, I imagine that the conjuration officers aren't actually that far from the library in my like mental map of the university. I mean, the, the magic quarter of the university is... Mm nearby but it is there is some distance to it yeah what i mean is it's it's like a five minute walk not a 20 minute trek across oh, yeah, campus yeah, yeah, kind no, of like your kind of deal yeah you're on campus and everything isn't too far away that depends on your university really this is true um but uh yeah so she'll duck back to her offices um and just duck up to that room that mm-hmm uh, she was shown. Can I get you to make a perception check, please? First roll. If I'm, I'm rolling to see if you're above your passive. Well, I, I am because it's 15 plus four. So it's 19. Okay. As opposed to my 14, which is my passive. Uh, so you have a full look around to make sure no one's within with an eyesight uh, yeah. and no one appears to be. Cool. Um, I duck inside, pulling the door to behind me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I assume I don't find Haldora just like hanging out in there. No, she's not there at the moment. Cool. Um, I'm just going to grab the box that I spotted previously. Um, and if I can, just um, pop the jar in and pop the whole box, inc- including the jar, like everything mm-hmm. in my bag so that it's... Uh, Box off. That, Assuming that it is lead lined. If it's not lead lined, then I won't bother. It, ap- it appears to be. You need to make a check to like actually determine which. Um, probably be investigation. Maybe. I can do that. Yeah, do an investigation to see if it is actually a lead-lined box. I mean, I assume it's an investigation or an arcana, in which case they're both intelligence stats. Yeah. So. Give me an investigation to see if it is actually a lead-lined box. Uh, well, that that's an 18 plus 6, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> that's a 24. Oh, yeah, this is, this is a lead-lined box. It looks like this box was designed for the purpose of putting magical things into and having them being temporarily nullified. It is, lead, it is lead-lined and... Like, as it seals, plates of metal, like, interlock so that there isn't even, like, a seam around the edge of the, the, the lid. Sick. Hey folks, Ross here. Thank you so much for listening to this latest episode of Dungeons and Doctorates. If you enjoy the show, why not recommend the podcast to a friend? It really helps us grow our audience. If you have questions for our cast about the show or a submission for a mid-show message, head over to dndoctorates.com. That's dndoctorates.com. You can also help support the show by checking out our sweet merch over at merch.dndoctorates.com. And now, back to the action. Um, it is heavy, though. It is heavy as all heck. How heavy is heavy as all heck? Uh, it is a lead-lined box big enough to put that jar in. Um, now I have to work out if I can carry it. <laughs> you said you, you said, you was, oh, I'll, just, I'll just put it in my bag. And I was like, I don't, I don't know if that's... I, I, I might be able to, actually. Um, let me see. You know when you're like, oh, yeah, that won't, that won't come up particularly much. And then suddenly it's like, oh, wait a minute, definitely... 
definitely needs to be important. Okay. Basically, is it more or less than 100 pounds? 2.2 pounds to the kilo. So 100 divided by 2.2. It's like 50. It's, it's slightly less than 50 kilos. 40 to 50 kilos. The reason I'm asking is I can carry up to another 109, 108 and a half pounds without any encumbrance issues. So if it's less than that, we don't actually have to worry Wait, about it. Wait, sorry, hang on. Does that... Did you say you can carry up to 50 kilos without any problems? Is that what According you... According to this, like, to- total weight carried. Okay. Total weight carried. That is a... But I can drop stuff off. It's a heavy, uh, that's a heavy amount of stuff to be like, oh yeah, I can carry 50 kilograms of stuff and have no encumbrance. Perfectly fine and normal. That's the rules. Of- yeah. I think that's right. I feel like I would be very encumbered. Yeah. Yeah, but you're also short and I'm not. But like, um, if you think about like... A heavy backpack is like nine kilograms yeah. in real life, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Strength in D and D is weird. Carrying capacity is your strength score times fifteen. Strength score times fifteen. Potentially, the strength score is plus one. So that's, that's not right. Is it? That can't be right. Score or mod- so score, not modifier. So score. So it's twelve. So it's twelve times fifteen is one hundred and eighty. So I can carry, on top of what I'm already carrying, another 100 pounds. Jeez. That's the thing. Like, Because I think the thing to remember is that this is also inclo- including clothing. This includes, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. you know, shoes themselves can be a number of kilos. Like, it's you're not talking about nothing in terms of yeah. weight. She can carry 180 pounds, and 180 pounds in kilos is, like, 81 kilos. Basically, the idea is, by, the, by, by my guess is that you can carry your weight again in stuff. Mm, I guess also that makes sense for, like, lifting yourself up off of things. Yeah, I suppose, like, firemen do, like, literally, or not just people in general, can literally, like, lift in the human being, right? I can so almost, I suppose it makes sense. I can almost squat my own weight as opposed to, like, just lifting it, so, yeah. Yeah, I would, okay, I would say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that this lead line box is... 40 pounds. Okay, well, I can carry that then without any encumbrance. It's good. All right. Potentially doing <laughs> Look, some... Look, we scienced. We did some science on our podcast. <laughs> maths. Cool. That's like, yeah, it's like a 20, yes. it's like a 20 kilo bo- like container. Okay. Yeah, so like, I decidedly like, I'm like, oofed, but like, mm-hmm. I can heft it. Okay. <clears throat> Why? I mean, I've also got 10 pounds of torches in my bag. So, like, worst case, I could just dump 10 pounds of torches because I have dark vision anyway. I'm only really carrying the barrel. <laughs> I mean, you've got light as a cantrip, don't Magic. you? Magic! Me? Yeah, don't you have light? Who's someone? Had, so, no, I don't. Someone had light. I have prestidigitation, though, so I have, like... I have light. Yeah, because, like, yeah. I think... I have played games where I have had light as a cantrip and my torches were literally just, like some sticks I picked up and I'm like, I cast light on this stick. It is now yeah. a torch. I have torches and I have um, 20 pounds of rations. So in a worst case, I'd be like, dump are you, the food, are you pick up carrying, the box. Are you carrying around 20 pounds Don't of rations with you? According, according to my inventory, I am. Yeah, okay. that is, I think that is like the normal adventurous kit. Yeah, right? mm-hmm. that's, it's the enormous, it's, yeah, adventuring gear. It's, okay. it's 10 Yeah, rations 10 for so one day, 20 pounds. 20 pounds. What? Wait, that's ten. No, no, no. That's ten. That's ten meals. So it's actually for like five days. I think it's the idea. Okay. Yeah, so rations say... bracket one day. Oh wait. Oh, uh, I think it's one. 
oh, needed to pay more. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm going to say like 10 kilos of food for a <laughs> hey, for that a, would sur- that would help Meredith survive for a day. Let's be honest. 10 kilos of I mean, food. It's eight, it's eight kilos. It's yeah. It's like eight kilos of food. Like that's a load of food. Anyway, not the point. Can just chuck it in my bag and come downstairs. Okay. Uh, yeah. As you yeah. go past your office. Uh, you will see your other office. I also close it all up properly and like leave mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. properly. Yeah, yeah I, I think after the first time we did that, we just established that that's your default Standard, is yeah. like you you take care of it to make sure no one gets in, no one sees you. Um, yeah. As you walk past your office, you see uh, Rivka and Silva having like a very quick discussion about like, I've just heard they've taken Ren's supervisor. We need to, like, I, I think he's at the library. We need to go. Uh, and they like almost um, run into you at the, at the the doorway. Is Ren with us, or did we send him somewhere? Ren like sat at the library, and Nora um, had just gotten him a glass of water. Cool. I will turn to them and say, Ren is in the library um, with Nora. I am going to go. Uh, my, one of my friend's brothers is part of the policing unit. I don't really know. I'm going to go do that. If you can go to Ren, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You wait. You were with him when when his supervisor was arrested. I was in the library. I wasn't with him. I was in the library. Oh, okay. Yeah. We. Um. Uh, you can see like Silva has like already started walking, and Rivka says we'll catch up later. Okay. Harold and Meredith probably see them running. You see them run past you before Potentia comes out of the building. She can lift three hundred and sixty pounds. Cool. <laughs> what? Ah. That's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I mean, like, it's, I think tens across the board is like an average human person. So an average human person can lift 140 pounds. 150. 150 pounds. 15 times. 15 times. Yeah, 150 pounds, which is like 68 They can push kilos. drag or lift 300 pounds. That's insane. Anyway, sorry. Mm-hmm. People in um, D&D land are built different, apparently. They, they, they jacked. <laughs> to be fair, I mean, it is a it is a world of magic and mm-hmm. like... Fate, yeah. right? So, like, by even just by being level one, you are like an exceptional. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Sorry, it was way more just my know. brain was like, that's a bigger number than my brain was ready for, especially Ooh. given she's like not that strong. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Um. <laughs> All right, so you have come out, and Meredith can lift 154. Anyway, sorry. Uh, yes, you gather, is fun. you gather back outside the, the Conjuration School. Okay, um, it's now in a lead-lined box in my bag. Awesome. Which is not light, but, you know, carryable. So well, if to- you need to swap it around to anybody, let me know. She's just going to look at Meredith and be like... Yeah, just like imagine her putting the bag on and then like yeah. falling over. <laughs> like, I, I think I'll be fine at least for now anyway. Um, shall we to... Okay, but I'm here. Throw me in, coach. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's 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 rather a, a waste of my energy, but I could technically make it you smaller don't, don't and therefore to, way right less. Now. If I need to pick up a bunch of other things, then we'll talk about it. Or, you know, I can give Meredith some food to eat and we'll lighten my pack another way. I think you could also cast Levitate on it and just, like, push it. Oh, like, there's a bunch of other stuff I could do, but, yeah. like, yeah. Like, it's just too heavy for my mage hand. So. Yes. Dang it. My mage hand just starts carrying, like, rations around for me. <laughs> 
Or there's that, what's that other one? That uh, floating disc spell? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the, the spell that Tensor's nobody disc. has, literally. <laughs> it can hold like five, uh, a friend of mine it can has hold it. 500 pounds. A friend of mine has it and they use it like a surfboard and it's the best. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Sorry. Okay, so are you heading to the the Justicar's offices, or are you heading to the Irregulars? Yeah, the Irregulars. I think. I was gonna say, lead, lead the way, Harold. You know where, you know where we should go. Uh, so you are going to head out of campus through Lost Water up to the West Gate. Uh, it's actually nearby to the Adventurers Guild. You probably have walked past this building and maybe not even fully noticed it occasionally. I suppose that's the point, right? It's uh, probably yeah. a bit low key. Mm, you've, you've, your brother told you it's lo- like told you where it is, mm. but you haven't like it. It's only when you stand outside this very ordinary looking building that you're even like even paying attention to it. Uh, you do see the the city guard badge above the doorway. Um, it is a little skewed, like it isn't like perfectly lined up. Would you say it's irregularly positioned, Ben? Mm, it looks like something has <laughs> at long long ago knocked it out, out of alignment, and it's uh, never been fixed. <laughs> um, and if it wasn't for the people coming in and out of this building wearing mostly hooded robes and cloaks and things, all with the Justicar's like symbol on their shoulder or carrying interesting looking magical items into this building you wouldn't give it a second look Mm -hmm. and probably its proximity to the heroes guild the three heroes guild is by design Mm. just to keep an eye on all of us (laughs) all of you yeah so you walk in inside the the building and inside this building it is like most other police precinct buildings it's got a, a front desk with someone staffing it, nice tiled floors. Uh, there is an area that you can see back behind the desk, which is separated by a, a big metal barred cage frame. And there are multiple people moving around this building. Uh, you see somewhere in the back of the building, like a, on a second level, nice office spaces, wood panels and things. But everything looks a little bit off. Everything looks a little like you, you notice some of these tiles are cracked. You notice the wood, the varnish is coming off of it. It, for all intents and purposes, looks exactly like other police precincts. It looks like a mirror copy of the main station building you were in only a week ago. Mm-hmm. Except it looks not as well maintained. And the door frames are a little bigger a little wider than the other door. Like everything is is the same, but off. Mm. And you imagine that if you worked in the guards, stepping into this building would feel like turning your world sideways slightly. Part of what uh, makes it unusual are some of the officers you see walking around. You're like, is that a a minotaur back there? (laughs) Oh, there, I think I see officer... Garen Hale in his suit of armor. Is that a, is that a, like a, an ooze just sliding past? What the heck was that? <laughs> but you approach the counter who is manned by just an 
average looking guy, mid to late 40s, handlebar mustache, hairline slightly receding. What can I do for you? Um, I- I'm hoping my brother is here, actually. Um, Gregory. Yeah, you betcha he's in. I see the resemblance. I literally turn to Meredith and just say, why did he have to insult me like that? Meredith just shrugs. Just as a joke. <laughs> did you wanna did you wanna have a have a chat with him? I can I can grab him if you like. Oh, if he's here, that would be wonderful, honestly. Sure, sure. Just uh have a seat and I'll I'll go find him. As he leaves the the desk. Oh, Galloway, can you please uh man the front counter for me? Uh and a minotaur is going to step out through the the doors and stand behind the counter. Gives you a big big grin how many merediths tall is this uh minotaur (laughs) how many merediths meredith being a i love that we're using her as a unit of measurement i measure i have once measured uh the space that my bed needed to go to in units of a friend of mine because she is the width exact width of a queen size mattress (laughs) yes Hmm. okay that is pretty useful um i would say he is uh Almost three Merediths tall. <laughs> e tall. Mm-hmm. Um, and he goes about doing a bit of um, like organizing on the desk, like moving, moving some quills and things away around. Um, he just kind of gives you a bit of a wave. Uh, and then probably maybe five minutes later, uh, that officer will come back. Thanks for watching the desk there, Galloway. Uh, head on back. Uh, your brother, he'll be out in just a few minutes. He's just dealing with a case at the moment. Um, can I get any of you uh, some water? We've got some donuts back there. <gasps> donuts? Yes, please. Sure thing. You three, come. you can come with me. I'll lead you to your brother's office there, Harold. Well, hey there. It's Ben, your friendly Dungeons & Doctorate DM, reminding you to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at... DN Doctorates, and to use the hashtag DN Doctorates when you talk about the show. If you do, I'll probably see it, and I might use your name for a future NPC. I'm always looking for NPC names, and you know, if you talk about the show, maybe I'll use your name or something like your Twitter handle. Just tweet about the show, share it on Facebook, do all that good stuff, uh, spread the love of the show, and maybe you appear in a future episode. I always love hearing from all of you whenever you tell us your thoughts about the show. I love hearing fan theories. I love uh, all of you doing the, the like, I'm talking about the show, but I'm not spoiling things for people kind of comments. Those are good fun. Always appreciate those. Thank you very much. Uh, and if you would like to reach out to any of us, you can find us on Twitter. Uh, just you know, send us a message. We love hearing your feedback and we love sharing this story with you. You can find out more information on our website, dndoctorates.com. That is also where you can submit mid-show messages. If you would like to leave a message for someone, have one of the cast members read out a message for a special someone, you can find that on our website or via our link tree, which you can find on all of our social media channels. Just go through that, fill out the Google form. It takes no time at all. It costs no money and we can give a shout out to someone on the show. 
We've also got merch. You can check out merch.dndoctorates.com. We've got some cool patterns out there, some nice Go Cubes shirts. We've got the Ferro Masters University logo. It looks great on a hoodie um, or a mug. Check it out, merch.dndoctorates.com. And we're about to do another common room episode. So submit questions. We're specifically doing like a one year wrap up. So asking us questions about the show as a whole, maybe as opposed to specific arcs, we're going to do a more arc focused common room in the future. At the moment, we're mostly looking for questions. I like the show as a whole. Send them in. You can find the link to that via our link tree. Let us know what you want to know and we can answer them on a common room. Uh, I want to give a shout out to all of you. Thank you so much for listening to the show. We're coming up on a full year. Uh, I'm really excited for, for how the show is going. I'm really excited for how this arc is is progressing. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. You, you, mm, yeah. Okay. Um, the next episode for the show is coming out next Thursday, the 22nd. Uh, I'm not going to hold us up any longer today. Uh, let's get back to this episode right Right now. As you make your way through the Irregulars building, in many ways it also mirrors the Adventurers Guild in terms of the diversity of people here. Um, mm-hmm. Most of Feromustus are, are human. There are elves, there are dwarves, there are halflings and gnomes, but they're mostly within that kind of like normal, like what I would call generic races there'd be some dragonborn occasionally a few tabaxi around but fairly big city standard right Mm -hmm. here in the irregulars office is where you see all kinds of of races that you are not particularly familiar with Uh, potentially we've probably seen a lot more of these given her travels but a lot of these races meredith you have never seen before yeah, she's kind of like wide-eyed, but also Meredith's nice and inclusive. She doesn't really like, I don't know. She's not super, like nothing phases her heap. She's just kind of like, oh, oh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, like, you, you, I don't you've, know. you've met plenty of half-elves and half-orcs. Those aren't un- uncommon. But like that person over there is a lion man. Yeah, which is awesome. Is that an elephant person? Cool. Cool, cool. Anyway. You get led off to the office of Justicar Wentworth. You see on his his little door, Justicar Wentworth, representative from the Justicars at the Irregulars. Uh, which it looks like it did originally say 8th Division, but someone stuck a different plaque on top of it over 8th mm. Division that just says Irregulars. Mm-hmm. As you get there, you're presented with a few donuts, some glasses of water, and Harold's brother opens the door. Harold, um, good to see you. Uh, what can I do for you? I'll um, I'll probably look like look around just to see if anyone's like paying attention to us. I'm going to roll an insight. Your brother's quite insightful. Mm. Um, why don't you come into my office? Three of you. Mm. Yeah, I just sort of yeah like slip into the office. Uh, his office is pretty neat. It's well-maintained. A few piles of papers that he seems to be working his way through, but for the most part, he seems to keep a pretty ordered office. 
Um, it's almost a contrast to the, the space you were just in. So, the three of you coming to me here, I have to ask, what trouble are you in now? What on earth would make you think that, uh, Gregory? She kind of like grins at him innocently. Every time I've seen you together, you've been in some kind of trouble. Except for the party. Well, uh, anyway. Um, we did end up in some trouble. We did. Uh, <laughs> Gregory, how, how much did I tell you about uh, our involvement in that fireball incident? Well, uh, we had a conversation after the, the actual event. You were a little, um, a little shaken up still. But you gave me most of the details. You, you mentioned that you thought it was the same tabaxi you saw previously who you had a, a fight with you had this this metallic golem with him and you also fought upon the the wandering peak am i am i missing anything no i mean no, that's, that's pretty good summary. that's most of it yeah so the thing is gregory what i forgot to mention is that um we're sort of still in possession of uh uh, a piece of that golem and or at least we now are really. yes actually we sort of acquired it by happenstance I suppose um, completely unrelated actually to the our encounter with it on that mountaintop but um, well I suppose we're a little stuck because it, it I mean I suppose Potentia you're probably better to explain what happened than I would be but um I mean, essentially, the piece of... We have come into the possession of a piece of what we believe to be the golem. We can't say for sure, obviously, because, well, we don't have the golem in front of us. Um, and it was in my apartment, the, um, the the piece of it, obviously not the, the golem itself. That would be terrifying. Um and she's very uncomfortable in this setting because it doesn't feel like a proper quote unquote police station. Everything feels wrong. So she's very much tuning into that. <laughs> He's like, mm -hmm. he, he would be leaning against his desk in a very kind of yeah. casual, like this is not an, this yeah. is not an inquisition. This is him just having a, a chat with his brother and his friends about what's going on. Yeah. Except the last time that she was in a building remotely like this, she was <laughs> dealing with Mr. Red. Yeah. And so is not oh, happy yeah. right now. Like she's not in a in a grand place, um, so it, I came home and it was moving by itself, or at least appearing to move by itself, um, which obviously is not how I would have expected to find it, and um, and also like I would say emanating heat, like it was it was like it was trying to melt. I don't know. I, Wait, do you, I, I do you have it with it you now? Uh, she's going to glance across to the other two. Meredith is like nodding encouragingly. Turns her gaze to Harold. Yes, um, we're, 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 we're keeping it in a, a sort of box. We're trying to prevent someone from tracking it, I suppose. As you can imagine, we're rather keen not to be accosted again anytime soon. 
I see. Uh, he stands up and he moves past you and he like closes the blinds on his windows mm-hmm. and locks his door. Give me, give me just a moment. And he, he goes back behind his desk and starts rummaging behind these shelves that he has. And he pulls out this uh, little metallic orb about the size of a uh, like a baseball, like an or- like a big orange. He puts it on his desk and he twists the top half of it, and it opens uh, like a flower. And there is a very weird sensation for all three of you. That it's like a magical sensation. This is a like. This is a anti-magic sensation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Potentia's skin is crawling at this point. Because remember, every morning she casts um, mage armor yes, on herself. Yes, that's so true. At the moment, she's literally, like, not comfortable at all. Yeah, so you would feel <laughs> that spell dissipate. Does it dissipate or does it stay, oh, it's, but it's, it's, it's not effective? It's suppressed. Yeah. It's suppressed within the field. So she's literally just... Her skin is effectively crawling because it it feels like it's there because she's put it there, mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel like it's there. Mm-hmm. So it's all very wrong feeling. Um, you are now currently the three of you in an anti magic field. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, this office is an anti magic is now an anti magic field. Any spell effects you had are being suppressed. Any magical items you oh. had are being suppressed. Yeah. Can I? This is an anti magic field generator it'll produce a, a manti, an anti-magic field that suppresses all magic within or at least this office space here does it prevent people listening in on our conversations and so on through magical means yes um if someone had their ear up to the the keyhole they might be able to hear us but i trust the people well most of the people here are trustworthy and I don't expect them to be eaved. They are all employees of the city, is what I'm getting at. And whoever owned this office before me, I, I never got to really meet them. They took steps to make sure that their office space was protected and well sealed. You can feel safe that no one should be able to hear us. Especially with this, it's not going anywhere. She's just going to glance at Harold looking for, like, positive confirmation that it's okay to get the box out of her bag because he knows his brother better than she does. Also, Harold, this is probably the most professional you've ever seen your brother. Mm. <laughs> like, you, like he's, he is in, like, work mode now. Well, yeah, I mean, he used to sneak me on patrol with him. I mean, that... <laughs> um... I'll just nod uh, in Potentia's direction. Okay, she's going to get the box out of her bag. And is there a table that is not the desk? Like a small table she can put it on, if that makes sense. It's not the desk he's leaning on. You could probably stand up and put it on the chair you're sitting on. Cool, that's fine. We'll do that then. Also, well and truly by this point, by the way, her coffee cup has vanished, uh, having been drunk. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Otherwise, you just have a, like a coffee cup that currently disappears. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and the coffee just... <laughs> um, yeah, no, <laughs> quite, quite literally. Um, you have to get good at drinking. So, I'll say, so Gregory, <laughs> obviously, somehow, we keep getting caught up in 
whatever agenda these people have for various reasons. Um, and it seems we have a bit of a target on our back, but we need help from someone who cares more about the city than their reputation within the city, if you catch my drift. I'm sure you're aware of this morning's events. You might need to be more specific. Well, the uh, the, the a couple of Justicars marched onto the campus and essentially took possession of one of the professors, seemingly because they have a passing resemblance to uh, the tabaxi that's been following us. And, you know, I, I must say that it, it is my gut feeling that they're not, they're not the right person. I, I think it's, it's unfortunate sort of circumstantial linkage, but I, I just don't see a person of learning being part of this organization that seems to be opposed to such things. But also, we do need to try and put all of this to bed if we can, you know, like... Hmm. This is not why I came to the city to get involved in things like this. I came to do research, and yet I find myself embroiled in this on a regular basis. She's trying desperately to appeal to his, like, mm. they're not. we're not trying to get ourselves involved in this side because yeah. for her it's true she's mm -hmm. not lying <laughs> yes well i can understand not wanting to get involved in these kinds of things um do you mind if i if i examine that that hand um she's just going to uh open up the box because clearly he doesn't know how to because he because it looks completely sealed from all sides hmm. so okay Hmm. Uh, he's going to put on some, like, thick leather gloves and he's going to take this jar out and then open the jar and remove the, the hand. Hmm. As he examines it. I can say that in my somewhat brief time here with the Irregulars, I have not encountered all that many golems. Um... My only experience with a golem was in my time in the city watch. There, there was a, well, it was more of a traffic dispute. There was a, a stone golem that was refusing to move because its owner had parked it there and had walked away. So I'm not, if I'm being honest, that familiar with something like this. If you want, you can leave the hand here and I can look after it. If you want to investigate further, I can lop off a piece and you can use that for scrying. In fact, I could have mm -hmm. one of the irregulars here scry for you if, if that's something you, you wanted to do. I just... You want to get to the bottom of this mystery, but you also don't want to be involved. And those two things are in conflict with each other. I can investigate what's happening with this... What was their name? The Tabaxi that has been arrested? Dust of Chalk. So, you, so you're saying Dust of Chalk's been arrested. Okay. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Hang on. Nope. I'm... 
Swift Rain, that's it. Swift Rain was arrested. If if you think you can do something about that, I mean, he's my he's my office mate's supervisor. He's not the person that they're claiming him to be. Absolutely not. Well, at least I I really don't think so. In all honesty, Gregory, we haven't actually seen Dust of Chalk's face. Uh, They kept that pretty well hidden. But I really... No, but the voice doesn't sound familiar. Because Meredith, like, we've heard heard the the mysterious one speak, right? You've heard the mysterious one speak, but then... Meredith, give me a... I think this would be an intelligence to think back on the voices you've heard from both Swift Rain and Dust of Chalk. Straight intelligence? Yeah. Yeah, okay. You want me to do the same? Uh, have you heard... Did you hear Dust of Chalk talk? I got a talk? 19, Ben. I would have heard Dust of Chalk talk when we were in the um, underlibrary. Yeah, that's true. No, okay, so I am saying there... I'm, I am postulating that there are three... Tabaxi, one who has a mask and two that you know the names of. And you're trying to work out if one of those two Tabaxi that you have a name is the Tabaxi with the mask or a a third Tabaxi. Meredith is the only one who actually spoke to the Tabaxi who you know to be Dust of Chalk at the the preschool. Is Harold not there as well? No, Meredith and... Oh, it was Meredith and Raffi. Meredith and Raffi were the ones who walked up. So Meredith is the only one who has actually heard both Swift Rain and Dust of Chalk speak. Okay. And also the masked tabaxi. Well, clarification, because mm-hmm. I have heard the masked tabaxi and, and Swift Rain. Swift Rain speak. Mm-hmm. You could make an intelligence as well if you want to. Flat intelligence? Yeah, I think because you're, you're remembering back. 15. 15, okay. Or if you want it to be like adding something like history because it's memory-based, then it becomes a 21. I think... So it's up to you. Yeah, I think (laughs) history is more about, like, historical events, not your own memory. Intelligence check to see how well you can recall someone's voice, and then using that, I'll get you to make insight checks to compare those voices. I'll do that. What did you roll for your intelligence to remember their voices? Sorry, I haven't rolled yet. Give me a second. Did Harold ever hear Swift Rain's voice? Uh, No, he hasn't. He hasn't heard any, He's only heard the mask yeah. tabaxi. The masked one. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, because I wasn't at the. Um, I wasn't at the. You uh, weren't at the journal club. Yeah. No. Okay. So I will say, Potentia, with your fifteen on remembering Swift Rain and the mask tabaxi's voice, um, mm. I'm going to set your insight DC to determine mm. if they are the same voice at twenty. A memory of a voice and an, like hearing it. At the same time, a different um, Meredith. You don't. You don't think that the trauma would have made the the memory of um, the masked one ring true, and the recent and the recentness of the of Swift Rain would not be helping me. No, no, fine. Mm, I'm gonna still, I'm gonna <laughs> still gonna say twenty. Um, and Meredith, you've heard Swift Rain and Dust of Chalk and the Master Baxi, mm-hmm. and you've rolled a nineteen on your memory. I'm going to say that with a DC of fifteen for your insight to work out which of those voices is the Master Baxi. <laughs> oh, so I need to roll inside. Yes, because yeah. you've remembered them, but you <laughs> okay. now have to like compare. That's a thirteen. Boo. Then I rolled a nat 20. You rolled a nat 20? <laughs> Which means I get a 21. But like, 
Yay. I had two options to hit that. Mm. <laughs> of all the people, sorry, not you can to hear have, me laugh like, as I hit been it. In all the right circumstances, <laughs> for that person to be Harold is so irritating. Do you know what my insight yeah. is? It's plus seven. <laughs> plus seven. Yeah. <laughs> Harold know. never I met. Have this piddly plus Harold one. has only ever just met Swift Rain just then. And oh, I've you... never heard him speak, oh and God, I've never yeah. heard. I, I wasn't there. When we oh met who we assume is Dust of Chalk, I've only heard Dust of Chalk's ramblings in the in the underlibrary. Assuming that's Dust of Chalk. Yeah, yeah. Assuming that all of these three, <laughs> assuming that the people, the person in the underlibrary and the person we think is Dust of Chalk is the same. Potential. Okay. Yes. Nat 20 <laughs> on your insights. You can, you can actively hear when I rolled that mm -hmm. in my audio. <laughs> Sorry. Now that, like, now that you're like stopping and thinking... And like really thinking back to the voice from the the tabaxi with the mask in the underlibrary and and on the street as well. Their voice was distorted behind that mask. Mm. But you know what? That voice might be Swift Rain. <laughs>